Uh, what I wanted to talk about tonight was um, uh, just clarifying some of the differences between psychology and Zen. Uh, I think in, in many ways that the two can get fused together in some kind of way. And while they, while they may overlap, there are they're quite clear distinctions between the two as well. Um, the, it's a distinction between um, reflection and presence, to put it in, in a few words. Um, all human beings have the capacity to reflect and that's where we kind of are divided in our mind and we have an observer which observes various things about ourselves, you know, our emotions, our thoughts, our beliefs, our attitudes, our memories, um, our sensations. So we have that sort of reflexive ability to observe. Um, and what passes for for mindfulness as we sort of know it, as it's becoming secularised, and it's also part of uh, Buddhist practice to some degree, is um, we become an observer or a witness observing the things observed, either the sounds like perceptions or our feelings or thoughts or whatever. And, um, and that's a, a practice in itself. And that's what mindfulness is often considered to be, you know, being the observer observing phenomena and when it's used in that 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 kind of manner um, it's about not identifying with thoughts and feelings they're things that just come and go it's like sounds come and go and um, <clears throat> sensations come and go because human beings tend to be um, over identified particularly with their their thoughts and their emotions and create kind of a fixation or identity around that. Um, that's fine as far as it goes. Um, what is at the essence of Zen practice and what is at the essence of what the Buddha taught is that it's not identifying with an observer or the observed, neither. Neither, because there isn't an observer in any fixed sense of that. There's not a thing inside of us which stays constant, which observes. Just as um, what we do observe, the things of the world are just phenomena that come and go and are made up of everything else. Mm -hmm. So they have no permanent nature either. And what we call our observer or our observing self doesn't have any permanent nature either. Mm -hmm. It's just one string. You could change the language to it and say there's just observing. Mm -hmm. um, but that language always gets in the way, it kind of creates a division. But the nature, from a Buddhist perspective, that the true nature of our um, experience is, is undivided. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Buddhist terms for these, these experiences is uh, jnana means knowledge and vijana means divided knowledge. Mm -hmm. There's knowing and divided knowing. When there's an observer, when this is a sense of that we're divided within ourselves as an observer and that which we observe or reflect upon, there's a division in the mind. And it's that division which we dissolve through practice eventually. 
However, the Buddha was a very skillful man and he recognized that divided consciousness is our experience that causes us our, our problems in life. And, um, <clears throat> and so that being as, a, as it is, he kind of developed mindfulness really as a kind of a, a sort of homeopathic remedy. Um, it's, the, it's kind of the sickness that we have, so we'll do it a bit more mm -hmm, until it dissolves mm -hmm. itself. And he used a beautiful metaphor um, that um, practicing mindfulness like an observer watching that which is observed is using a thorn to remove a thorn. It's a beautiful metaphor. I love it. Using a thorn to remove a thorn. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of a lot of um, therapy, a lot of psychotherapy, whether it's mindfulness-based or not, um, but including mindfulness therapies, um, still work on this principle of an observer observing what goes on in front and trying to dissolve those things observed or not not identify with them. But a lot of it never, a lot of psychology never goes beyond that. It doesn't actually ever uh, 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 see into that there's no observer either. Mm -hmm. Bit of a freaky thought in some way, isn't it? Mm -hmm. But it's liberating. Mm -hmm. um, so there's kind of graded ways of practicing. And uh, most of us probably need to start with a practice where we're removing a thorn with a thorn, that we are an observer or witness, witnessing experience. And as we do that, um, we can start to, we can do it in an intellectual way to begin with by reading books on philosophy and Zen and psychology. And we start to um, understand and organise our experience a bit better and know ourselves a bit better by doing that. It's a kind of, it's a kind of a gross form of mindfulness in a way. And then you can refine it more by doing mindfulness practice where you just witness a bit closer to the actual experience itself rather than conceptualizing and you observe what comes and goes in your own psychology. Like in the, the practice of um, labeling that we do, if you do labeling over and over again, you become very, very clear about what your mind avoids and what it grasps onto and what it, what it becomes fixated on. So you see it so clearly and that's useful to see that. <coughs> but it's not the end result. Um, what Zen practice is about, essentially, um, once you've practiced mindfulness for some time, is to actually um, practice what is called, um, to put words to it, like unconditional presence, you know, or undivided awareness, where there's just a sense of being um, open to experience as it's happening, and you're not trying to do anything psychological at all. You're not trying to resolve anything. You're not trying to analyze anything. You're not trying to fix anything. You're not trying to work anything out. None of those things. Mm -hmm. But that's often what we're doing. That's why I made that comment you know, earlier on, is that Zazen essentially is not a, a time for trying to work out personal problems. But if you just go into the, the flow of life experience as it is without trying to work anything out, 
um, well, personal problems will tend to resolve themselves anyway without you trying to do anything about it. So when we have a sense of self, um, it's the nature of self that it wants to fixate on things. Mm -hmm. and, and fixating on things is obsessing about working things out and making things better, mm -hmm. changing this and changing that, cutting and pasting, mm -hmm. deleting, mm -hmm. doing all that. Um, but when we're truly just sitting with experience and it's undivided, um, then that's irrelevant. You're just opening into unconditional presence, just the way things are, or suchness. And um, so you can see that the psychological aspect of it is a kind of a, um, a step towards it, but it's not the essence of what practice is about, essentially. Fixations. We all have fixations. And if we have them, and they persist as fixations do, then perhaps all we can do to begin with is just observe the fixations until they dissolve before our eyes. Okay.